0: Am I blocking the screen if I stand here or is this okay? You can see enough. Okay. Um well as um Thomas said, um, my name's Rosie Campbell. Um, I'm the Northeast Scotland coordinator um for Home for Good. So it's um a pleasure to be with you this morning and um yeah to share really and to thank you for for being a mission supporter of us um and to fill you in a bit about kind of who we are and what we do for those of you who don't um, know that. So, I wanted to start um, by playing our kind of wee intro promo video um, just to give you an idea of kind of what I'm going to speak um, about today, and then I'll kind of introduce myself properly and tell you more about what we do. So, this is um, Home for Good. If I stand there. There we go. Every
1: 15 minutes, a child in the UK enters the care system. Many will have suffered neglect or abuse. All will have experienced trauma and loss. Each one deserves a home where they will be loved, nurtured and enabled to thrive. Today, too many children are waiting too long for the stability, care and love they need. Here at Home for Good, we have a bold vision to find a home for every child who needs one in the UK through fostering, adoption and supported lodgings for teenagers. And we believe the church has a crucial role to play. There are over 50,000 churches in the UK. In every village, town and city, there are churches, big, small and in between, filled with people who want to follow the example of Jesus. When we read the Bible, it's impossible to ignore the fact that this is an issue close to God's own heart. Psalm 68 tells us that God sets the lonely in families. Through our resources, content and training packages, we practically equip individuals and families as they explore fostering, adoption or supported lodgings. We mobilise churches and communities to better welcome, understand and support
0: individuals and families who love and raise care experienced children. We are parents to three children through birth, one
2: child through adoption and one child through fostering. We attended a Christian conference where we heard a Home for Good speaker, and that was really the point where we started to consider seriously what our part could be. From that, we became Home for Good champions, and we've really seen growth within our church just from that and using resources from Home for Good. um, And I've been connected to peer support groups, which has really, really helped us on our journey. Home for Good is a national charity with a local mission. We have team members and volunteers across England, Wales, Northern Ireland and Scotland working on the ground to inspire the local church, build partnerships and ultimately find homes for the
1: thousands of children who are waiting. Our impact is growing and everyone has a part to play. But we don't just work at the local level. We are committed to creating systemic change from the top down. We build a bridge between those whose voices are too often ignored, and those who have the power to enact real change. Imagine the transformational difference the church could make if even more individuals and families in our own congregations opened up their homes for children and young people. Imagine the impact if church communities wrapped around those who care for vulnerable children with love, encouragement, prayer, and practical support home for good is driven by a vision that together we can find a home for every child who needs one and i wonder what part could you play
0: so hopefully that gives you a little idea of the theme of this morning Um, Just to introduce myself kind of properly and and how I kind of came involved in Home for Good. Um, I live in Stonehaven in Aberdeenshire. My husband, Lewis, there is the pastor of the Baptist Church in Stonehaven. Um, But I grew up in Elgin, so I had a lovely um, night last night in Elgin. Um, And I began working for Home for Good in August last year. Um, It's really been a joy for me to have a job where two of my biggest passions have kind of been able to join together. Um, I am passionate about family and children in the care system and fostering and adoption and on the other hand I am passionate about my faith and passionate about the church and so that really is the two sides of my story and two sides of Home for Good. Ever since I was a young child God has given me a passion in one form or other for children who did not grow up in the type of family that I did. When I was young and um, growing up in church, I think mission presentations and shoebox appeals and child sponsorships, charity work, formed the backdrop of my idea of what it meant to be a vulnerable child. And so I generally thought mainly about children in other countries. Um, it wasn't until I grew older that God began to open my eyes to the needs of children in this country. After university, I trained as a social worker and worked in Aberdeen in children's residential and then in the fostering and adoption team, doing assessment and recruitment for kinship and fostering and adoption. Um, I loved drawing alongside people as they explored what their family and their home could look like. Working as a social worker, I loved my job and had the privilege of crossing paths with so many incredible, inspiring and at times interesting people. God used this to humble me and really to blow my ideas of family and what I thought normal life looked like to pieces. As you can imagine, being a social worker, I saw many different compositions of what it meant to be family. I saw families rocked by challenging circumstances and children in those families facing adversity that no child should have to face. However, on the flip side, I saw incredible resilience in so many people and was inspired by the foster carers and adoptive parents I worked with who had such an inclusive and hospitable definition of family and community. I'm passionate about the work of Home for Good, who seek to be a bridge between the world of social work, the care system and the church. I love the church. I grew up in Elgin Baptist Church and church for me, I met my husband there. I saw church as an extended family. I was surrounded by trusted adults, good friends, multi-generational friendships and support. Church for me was always a safe place, a joyful place, a place for exploring who I was and learning and growing in my faith. And now I seek to raise my children rooted in the church community and see the great potential that church community has for offering that wraparound care and support. So Home for Good are a Christian charity with a vision that is rooted in the local church. Today, I want to tell you a bit about the work of Home for Good and challenge you to consider whether there's a part you can play in our vision to find homes for every child who needs one. I hope this proves to be informative and interesting to you. Now, I don't know any of you. I don't know your stories or the stories of those in your lives. Maybe fostering or adoption or the care system is a world you know a lot about, personally or professionally. Or maybe you've never considered these issues before. These can be tough topics and it is my hope and prayer that I can speak sensitively and you'll be inspired and encouraged to think about ways you want to get involved today. However, um, in opening the floor to questions or if you want to speak to me at the end, I want to create a safe space where you can ask different things. But I just want to say that if anything is hitting home too much this morning, please seek support from someone that you came with or from um, your pastor or come and speak to me after because I know that for some people this might touch some some, um, nerves. But I really hope that I can create a safe place for this discussion. Um, So Home for Good is a Christian charity with a massive vision. That together we can find a home for every child who needs one and we passionately believe that the UK church has a key role to play in this vision so what is the need can we go on to the next slide I can just keep talking and hopefully it'll come up Um, so there are approximately 13,000 children in Scotland who are looked after by the local authority And around 4,500 of these are currently in foster care, and the same again in kinship care. There are around 3,500 registered foster carers at any one time in Scotland. In Highland, there are currently around 500 looked-after children. um, And um, across the UK, almost every fostering service reports a shortage of carers to meet the needs of the children in that local area. On a UK level, it's estimated that services would need to recruit almost 9,000 carers this year to meet the need of the local children and to make up for carers that will retire or stop fostering. There are also around 3,000 children at any given time in the UK waiting for adoption. In almost half of all placement decisions, social workers say they have no choice as to which foster carers to place children with. They are simply having to go with whoever happens to have space at the given time. This goes against all social work research that suggests that children need a family that is um, specifically for them to meet their needs, not just whoever happens to have space. So this need becomes even more urgent when you look at children who are classed as harder to place. So in the UK, this is older children, sibling groups, children from ethnic minorities, and children with additional support needs or complex medical needs. Um, If you just skip the next slide, please. Thank you. Um, The care system in Scotland is complex and full of different legal and policy procedures which would take a long time and probably be too boring um, to talk through in any detail but as a way of helping you understand why many children end up in care and a bit about the fostering and adoption system I want to just play you another um, video done by Home for Good. If there are any specific questions about systems or processes, please feel free to ask me after. I'll try and dredge up um, some knowledge or experience. Um, But for now, um, here's a video which we've called... I can just keep going after the video. Don't worry. Okay. Um, So, we believe at... um, So, yeah, basically, if you do have any specific questions about different types of foster carers and things, I'm sorry if... um, There might be a bit of a gap now, so I can speak to you more specifically and um, give you some leaflets and things if you want to cover some of what would have been in the video. Um, So anyway, at Home for Good, we believe that the church has great potential to begin to meet the local and national need for homes for children. Um, We're a Christian charity and we work across denominations, so we do not believe, of course, that every Christian can or should foster or adopt, but we believe strongly that this is an issue close to God's heart and something that the church and individual Christians should consider and care about. As Christians, we serve a God of justice and compassion who loves those on the fringes of society and calls us to do the same. Right from creation where God said it was not good for man to be alone and he gave Adam his wife, God's design for society has stemmed from family relationships. In Psalm 68, David writes, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. The very gospel message that we preach week to week and live by every day is a message of adoption, where in Christ we have become sons and daughters of the Father. These themes run throughout the Bible. Hospitality is surely more than just entertaining friends or sharing fellowship. Biblical hospitality, (coughs) excuse me, biblical hospitality is a picture of extending brotherly love to a stranger, of sharing our lives together. Who better then to respond to the needs of vulnerable children than we who have been, who have seen the incredible love of our Heavenly Father. So at Home for Good, we are passionate about the church beginning to see fostering and adoption not just as a private decision made by individuals or couples seeking to grow their family, as great as this is, but we see it as something bigger. This is a social need which requires a response. This is a movement whereby Christians step up to open their homes to children who need them, and the church seeks to wrap around them in support and community. So as we seek to get adoption and fostering more on the agenda of the UK church, we have three main goals which guide our work. So we seek to inspire individuals or couples within the church to explore fostering, adoption or supported lodgings, journeying with them as they explore what might be right for them. Secondly, we want to equip and encourage the church to wrap around those people who become foster and adoptive parents or supported lodgings hosts. We help churches become a more friendly, welcoming, and understanding place for these children and their families. And thirdly, we seek to influence at all levels of government to um, bring about the change that the system needs to better meet the needs of children in care. So I want to talk today mainly about the first two of these and make you aware of some of the resources and things we have within Home for Good. So, firstly, Inspire. Does the next slide go? Um, Through raising awareness at talks and conferences, at events and on social media, we want to share stories and challenge people to consider the role that they could play. Our inquiry and family care team have an inquiry line via phone and email to support people as they explore thoughts, ask questions and seek prayer and support. Home for Good are not a fostering or adoption agency, and so we um, don't assess carers or place children. But our desire is to work closely with the local authority and independent agencies and journey with Christians at all stages of the process, offering faith-based support. We have information sessions for prospective carers, and so if any of you would like more information, that would be an excellent first step. One of our most popular resources is our Foundations course. This is a six-week nationwide online course with Bible study, reflection, discussion and real-life stories. We want to help individuals and couples better understand the needs of children in care and make well-informed decisions about their next steps. Again, for anyone even remotely considering fostering or adoption, this is a great first step. Finally, our Home for Good book, um, which was written by our charity's founder, Krish Kandaya, is an excellent place to start either on your own or as a, um, perhaps as a small group or as a couple. Um, each chapter has discussion questions, and it really opens up the biblical imperative for caring for the vulnerable and roots discussion in real-life experiences. <clears throat> Secondly, we seek to equip and encourage the church to wrap around those people who become foster and adoptive parents. Research was done which found that the vast majority of Christians cited their church as a key aspect of their support network. However, the vast majority of Christian foster carers felt that their church were not well informed as to how best to support them because there was a lack of understanding around fostering, around the care system and around their needs as foster carers. We seek to help churches become a more welcoming and understanding place. Um, for these children, and to think bigger about how they can be communities of real, practical, emotional, and spiritual support to families. We all know that despite its shortcomings, at its best, the church is an incredible community, and certainly has the potential to be a wonderful, supportive place for carers, and a place of respite, safety, and inspiration for children. Across the UK, we've seen wonderful examples of churches that have embraced this vision, Um, And as a result, have seen so many foster and adoptive families really supported very well. This, in turn, encourages and inspires others within the church, not least younger generations, to consider becoming carers as they see it done and supported well. Um, We did have another video, but we don't have to try it. That's okay. Um, And the video really was just testimonies of different people talking about the support that their their church can be. Um, Oh! Great, go. <laughs> in our church
3: that foster, but we also need people that don't foster because those that foster or that are going through any challenging circumstances need people that have more capacity. And our church has so been that for us. When we first heard about getting a child, it's actually not the child that's in our home right now. With, uh, It was a boy and we have two girls. And within 24 hours, we had a house full of boy stuff. So we had a room, you know, bedspreads, stuff to go on the walls, toys, clothes for like a one to four year old, this whole room full of stuff. And that was just the church's friendship, but even beyond us, people we didn't know that well. People want something to latch onto that they can help with. You know, we fought, were
1: so grateful.
3: Yo, know, we were massively grateful. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the fostering or something like that often seems a step too far, but that's that first step. I can be part of this.
2: Yeah, well, the church really has been crucial to this but shortly after we had our wee baby and you know anybody who's had wee babies knows that you immediately go into sleepless nights and the whole baby routine and I just then started to get these pings coming out on my phone saying I have a meal for you I'll bring it round some of them were from people in fact most of them were from people that I didn't even know and that phone just pinged every single for I'm sure it was over a month to the point where my freezer was full, my fridge was full, my children were delighted they've never eaten so well in their life. (laughs) sort of had the modern day feel of manna from heaven and I hadn't really been aware that the church was so aware of maybe where we were at in our journey and as I say just that really practical help of having these amazing meals and they were amazing meals come every night was just it was incredible, and I'll never forget it. I never will forget it. It really, really touched me at a very deep level.
1: We had um, youth workers who would come around who wouldn't judge her behavior. You know, They would not only look after her, but they, they, would, they would come to me and say things like, how do we become overnight carers? so that you guys get the break that you need. We would have family friends who would come to us and they'd say, look, we're gonna take it to the cinema. We're gonna, we'll have a round for something to eat. We're gonna take it for a walk, we're gonna do something. We would have people make meals for us. We'd have people do really practical things. We also have people pray.
0: Our, our long-term foster child was um, on a rolling suspension from school. Um, and that really meant we had to find another school for him and we had nowhere to go to. So our church brought together a little team of teachers um, to school him for me, for us it was great. <laughs> Even
1: before we got married, we talked about adoption, um, and the conversation came up because um, my Michael had lost his uh, parents very early on, um, and I was quite intrigued that there were um, families um, who stepped up. Um, to stand in the gap to you know look after him and make sure he was all right and guide him um, I have three other families who constantly look after me, um, so i'm constantly well I had to constantly move between three families um, but it was great, and for me, it was you know they were all home, which I think is quite hard for want to identify with a particular home. So they were all,
3: they're all home. Two families that are are our support, families that will take our boy on weekends or overnights. And yeah, we've been massively, you know, there's the line, it takes a village to raise a child. And we all know that regardless of care, but it's, we've definitely found that village. And it's been, it's been a lifeline at times to be part of a local church for sure.
1: When people just like, invite you round their family table. It's like, right, you're coming around for dinner every Friday, just be a part of our family and we'll all eat dinner together so that he can see that family environment and that kind of family unit and feel like he's a part of other people's families as well. That's been just so nice and really rich, like a rich experience for us. We wouldn't have that, um, it would look so different how I fostered him or how I look after him if I didn't have my church around me and I think it just makes a massive difference. And to him as well, to feel like he's supported, to feel like he's part of a community. He's not just living with his auntie. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have the level of support that we have if, if my church hadn't come around us the way they,
0: they have.
2: Um, I have never fostered or adopted children. Um, I do have family experience of it, but I've never done it myself. It is something I did consider, but the timing was never right for it, for me, for a number of reasons being able to come alongside people, just offer that prayerful support or a meal or just asking after the kids, just being interested in them um, and even getting police checked so that you can be uh, an additional adult in that child's life, whether that is just to to have them for an hour while mum goes and gets her groceries or um, to allow mum and dad out to have a dinner together on a birthday or something like that, just something very, very, special that a lot of us take for granted. And not everybody's gonna be able to foster or adopt, but we can all support somebody who is doing it.
0: I'm glad that one worked for you, because I think it's really great to hear people's testimonies and stories, isn't it, of the, the difference that the church is making in um, their life. Um, we've got several resources through Home for Good that individuals and churches can use to explore these ideas. Um, Make Room is a four-session Bible study resource which delves into what the Bible has to say about the heart of God and how that so closely connects to finding a home for every child who needs one. Um, The resource consists of a leader's guide and personal journal pages and a collection of short films um, as well as stories and other links. Um, Creating Communities of Welcome is a 90-minute webinar to encourage churches to consider how aspects of their service and church life are experienced by um, um, care-experienced people. Um, We want to bridge the gap between agencies and the church, informing, equipping and supporting Christians as they step into their role. Um, We have ran, in the past, um, youth leader training and training for church leaders about understanding trauma and the impact of adverse childhood experiences and have begun in some areas running faith literacy training for social workers and equipping them better to understand um, people of faith. As part of our work and vision, we've got a network of volunteers um, who are committed to championing our cause locally and are offering peer support to others on the fostering or adoption journey. Um, If anyone here is particularly passionate about this work or has experience of fostering and adoption, please come and speak to me after about becoming a volunteer if that's something you would be interested in. Um, Nationally, we also have a network of support groups which are run by volunteers and which provide so much community and support for people. A safe space for foster and adoptive parents to come together, share common ground and pray with one another. These are at a very early stage in scotland but again it's something we really want to develop so if anyone here knows christian foster carers kinship carers adoptive parents in inverness area please signpost them to home for good or to me because um, a big part of my job is is joining up that network and creating these groups um, thirdly and very briefly we also seek to influence and advocate at all levels of government and um, to call for kind of systemic change where it's needed um, our latest focus on a UK level has been around supported lodgings which you may have heard me mention in this talk but may not know what it is supported lodgings is a provision for 16 to 25 year olds so similar to fostering but you're not a parental um, figure so much as a supporting mentoring figure so a young person would come and live in your home you host them you offer them support maybe some life skills someone to check in them see how they're doing and and this really did come um from a wide range of um research and reports that found time and time again that so many 16 to 25 year olds up and down the country were placed in accommodation on their own that was unsuitable and and so this is um something that home for good are very passionate about championing something very passionate about raising awareness of and um god has been so um merciful to us in that area. We have um, basically accidentally found ourselves to be the leading voice on this within the UK, and we've started a whole network of connecting local authorities together. So it really is an exciting um, aspect of our work. But again, if this is something um, people are wanting to ask more questions about, please come and speak to me. Um, So as I kind of finish um, today, I want to think, what part could you play Um, I know that not everyone is called to foster or adopt, but we are all called to respond to things that God places on our hearts. And for some of you, this might be to consider fostering, adoption, or becoming a supported lodgings host. People come to fostering and adoption through many routes, and there is no right or wrong journey towards it. But today, I want to hold out to you the need in our country for homes, I want to hold out to you our calling as Christians to love our neighbor, to welcome the stranger, and to give of our time and resources generously and sacrificially for the glory of God to fulfill the purpose he has for us. Could you help to meet the need? Could you open your home? We are, of course, flawed and ordinary people, flawed and ordinary parents, and yet we are people who believe in unconditional love, committed marriages, grace, and second chances. We are people who raise our children in the church community, surrounded by multi-generational friendships, supportive community, and godly role models. What a lot, of, a lot so many of us have to offer in today's world. This is not for everyone, but I want to hold out the challenge to each one of you to prayerfully consider. For others, your role may be to wrap around in support of others who are caring for children, care experienced or not. Your role may be to pray for the work that we and they are doing, or to play your part in seeking to make your church a more welcoming place. On behalf of Home for Good and the thousands of children we want to help, I want to thank you as a church um, for the financial support that you've been giving to us each month for many years. It's so greatly appreciated and I've been so encouraged by your commitment and your generosity to us. I would love to explore with you if there are ways that you individually or as a church would like to get more involved with what we're doing. Using our resources in your church and personally sharing them on social media or spreading the word is so vital to raising awareness of the need for homes and championing the stories of care experienced children and those who care for them. If you know any Christian carers or adopters who might want to connect in, please signpost them to us. Our website allows you to access resources, donate to Home for Good or sign up to any events or courses coming up. Please come and speak to me afterwards if you'd like more information, you have questions or you want to sign up to any newsletters or anything like that. As the church, we all have a role to play in supporting one another.